All right, welcome everyone to this episode of the Career Paths podcast brought to you by the Career Education Center at St. Michael's College. My name is Tim Birmingham. I will be your host today, and I am a career education coach in the Career Education Center. In today's podcast, I had the honor and privilege of speaking with three members of the Vermont Air National Guard, Tech Sergeant Freeman Degbo, Lieutenant Colonel Robert Peel, and Master Sergeant Juan Coleman. And for those of you unfamiliar with the Vermont Air National Guard, they are based out of the Burlington International Airport, and they are the proud home of the 158th Fighter Wing. They were federally recognized in August of 1946 with the 134th Fighter Squadron, also known as the Green Mountain Boys. They began their first flying mission with the F-47 and historically became the first Air National Guard unit to base the F-35A Lightning II, the most advanced and capable weapons system in the U.S. Air Force. With roots as a small militia led by Ethan Allen in 1775, this all-volunteer force continues their legacy by serving a dual mission, serving the communities of Vermont and supporting combatant commanders around the world. Most notably, the Vermont Air National Guard delivered critical support to the state of Vermont with the ongoing COVID-19 pandemic, provided emergency response efforts during Tropical Storm Irene, and launched the famed F-16 Fighting Falcons in the skies over New York within hours after the 9-11 attacks. In this episode, we discuss career opportunities with the Vermont Air National Guard. We talk a little bit about uh, the pilot's perspective. Um, And a quick disclaimer, a lot of great information in this podcast. We did have some technical difficulties. The audio is a little bit scratchy um, and it goes up and down. I edit it down to where I think uh, we captured everything, but please uh, bear with us on this one. There's a lot of great information. Stick with it, turn up the volume, uh, and I think you'll really enjoy the content of this podcast. A quick note, later on this spring, we will hopefully be organizing a tour and a visit over to the Vermont Air National Guard. Thanks for listening and enjoy the podcast. All right, welcome everyone to this episode of the Career Paths podcast. Today, I am honored to be joined by three members of the Vermont Air National Guard. Master Sergeant Juan Coleman, Tech Sergeant Freeman Dagbo, and Lieutenant Colonel Robert Peel. Gentlemen, good morning, and thank you for taking the time to be here today. We greatly appreciate it. Good morning. Thank you. Uh, Before we dive in, I'd love uh, for each of you just to take a quick minute or two to introduce yourselves a little bit more about your role at the Vermont Air National Guard. Okay, I'll start it off. I'm Master Sergeant Juan Coleman. I'm currently serving as the flight chief for the Vermont Air National Guard recruiting and retention team. What that means is I actually help oversee all of the recruiting and retention operations within the state of Vermont to include certain aspects and parts of New York, uh, your Essex and your Clinton counties over in over on the New York side. Brief background about myself, I'm originally from North Carolina. I came here to go to Norwich University. I went to Norwich University from 02 to 06. I majored there in political science and English. What brought me to the VTANG was pretty much, I tell everybody, destiny. I was definitely meant to be here, and that's confirmed every day that I'm serving in my current role. I originally joined back in 2009, 10 time frame, so I am going on 13 years in the Vermont Air National Guard right now. I started out in operations and flying operations 
the first six years, and now I'm going on six years in recruiting and retention. So that's what brings me to the B tank, and I'll turn it over to Texar and Dago. All right. Good morning, uh, Texar and Freeman Dago. I was born in Nome, Togo. That's in West Africa. For those who don't know their geography, uh, little bit of a background. So. I grew up in Brooklyn, graduated in 2013, majored in joint animation. Uh, I was also the station manager for Delta Airlines here at BTV. What brought me here to the Vermont Air National Guard was one of my employees joined, came back, and also on my way back from uh, a corporate meeting in Atlanta, I was with uh, one of our fighter pilots sitting next to each other and just chatting up, and he told me also flew for for the V-Tank and challenged me to be here. So here I am. Um, I joined in 2015. So this is my seventh year, so second enlistment. Uh, been with the recruiting team since 2018. This is my third year. And as the advanced recruiter, I'm in charge of helping train the new recruiters and tackle on the officer and healthcare professional sessions. Good morning, uh, Lieutenant Colonel Robert Peel. I'm the Operational Support Squadron Commander uh, here at the uh, Vermont Air National Guard. Take a lot of um, take care of a lot of the support assets that uh, basically help get the flying mission underway, as far as operations are concerned. Um, brief background in education: uh, originally from California, uh, went to school in Arizona. And uh, while I was uh, attending University of Arizona, um, I enlisted in the Tucson Air National Guard um, there and uh, received ed educational benefits while I was going to uh, school there in Arizona. Uh, eventually graduating uh, there in 2001 and received an undergraduate pilot uh, slot to become a pilot with the uh, Tucson Guard. Uh, fast forward uh, several years, uh, met my wife and uh, had the opportunity to come to an operational squadron here in Vermont, and uh, we moved in 2010. For uh, years uh, in the uh, Air National Guard, um, and uh, in worlds, fly for uh, Delta Airlines. All right, great. Thank you for those introductions. Um, before we dive into talking about career opportunities at the Vermont Air National Guard, I'm wondering if you can describe the overall scope of support and services that the Air National Guard uh, provides and is involved in. Yes, and what I'm going to do, I'm going to speak briefly to it because even though we all serve together, our experiences throughout some are similar, but we have enough differences to highlight as well. So I'll speak briefly and then I'll turn it over to Tech Sergeant Deco and Lieutenant Colonel Peel. Great. Uh, Mass Sergeant Coleman here again for everybody who's listening. So uh, the broad scope is we are the Vermont Air National Guard. So our first assignment is the state of Vermont in, in protecting and looking after the actual state of Vermont. We have a state mission first and foremost, and then if need be, we have what's known as a federal mission that comes down from higher up. Uh, our boss technically is the governor of Vermont, and we do tons of operations throughout this state. We have an amazing fire department. We have careers in law enforcement, uh, obviously, you know, aviation as well, which Lieutenant Colonel Pill will speak to. We have careers 
surrounding the, the F-35 aircraft as well. We have things in logistics. Uh, we have trades and things in, in civil engineering and just a ton of different things. We have <clears throat> what's known as a state partnership too with two countries, Macedonia and Senegal. And I will turn that over to Texar and Deco to speak about that because he just recently got from one of those places. So. Right. Texar and Deco here. So basically the state partnership program uh, was designed to be able to have allies all over the world. So currently uh, we're partnering with Senegal where we can training with them, learn how they operate, and also send some of the delegations here where they come here and try to see how our emergency management functions go throughout the state. So it's not just military, but it's also the civilian side. Same thing with Macedonia, because of the location, there's a big NATO involvement. They use a lot of NATO, so there's a lot of things that goes on there. One of the biggest training sites for different NATO countries to go to exercises there. There's a third state that we're trying to acquire as well. Um, I'll leave that up because I don't know what the status is currently. I don't really speak on that. That's Austria. Austria. So we have Austria as well. So we have 50 state partners. So we tend to travel quite a bit. Uh, so over this past summer, um, I was able to go to Macedonia for about a week in general. And then also had some Senegalese generals that were up here visiting. So it's a pretty robust uh, state partnership program that a lot of people don't know about. Very cool. Yeah, on that state partnership program, just, you know, one more thing is uh, the, the last visit to uh, Macedonia, um, our uh, adjutant general and team from the Guard, your Army and Air, that went over, um, also brought over some of the uh, state congressional uh, delegation to include the lieutenant governor, uh, Molly Gray, and um, but went over and talked a lot about um you know, farming resources, food resources, uh, and, you know, in, in respect to emergency management and how that country could um, better support its uh, citizens. So it's, it's not just a uh, military aspect. On the federal side of the House here at the VTANG, um, we do support um, our Secretary of Defense and um, the promotion of, of whatever efforts are needed um, globally. Um, to support that mission. With the F-35, um, now we're uh, on a little bit of a, a short response time um, just because of the impact that the F-35 aircraft um, can bring. And with the limited number of uh, those aircraft in the U.S. Air Force and, and Department of Defense uh, inventory, really. Um, so we are uh, able to respond um, Thanks, everybody, for that. I, I appreciate the uh, additional information. And, you know, looking at opportunities for students and or new grads, um, I, I mean, I understand that there's a lot of different opportunities within the Air National Guard. If I'm, if I'm a student or a potential student coming to St. Michael's or a graduate, how can I get involved? And, and what are those some of those benefits available to me? So basically... Uh, that's not able here. Uh, to get involved with us, uh, there's two rounds you can really take, right? You can come in as enlisted or potentially as an officer. Um, when you come in here at 10 school, you want to talk to a recruiter 
I know there's a misconception about recruiters, but talk to a recruiter, have a conversation with them, because we have to go, go through a very, 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 very intense eligibility checklist to make sure you can actually make it through. So after our initial conversation, we'll have to take something called the ASVAB, which is the Armed Services Vocational Aptitude Diary. It's kind of like the SATs. You take that, and then you go to the military entrance processing station for your qualification. Um, they look at you head to toe. They look at your medical background. Anything that is potentially disqualifying, we'll be talking, you know, one-on-one -on -one about before we send you down. We set you up for success. But right after that, we'll, we'll be able to tell you what type of career fields you qualify for. And from there, we talk, we talk, and we try to match you up with where we think you're going to be excited to work. Um, we don't shoot the job for you. We talk about it. You get it. You get to see it for yourself. Talk to the folks that have been doing it for years, and then you choose your career field. That's when we talk about enlistment date. So you don't just you know decide I want to join the guard today and tomorrow you enlist. You know it's uh, it can take anywhere between three, 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 three months to sometimes two years depending on your medical background. And sometimes the law side as well. So it's a it's a pretty intense process. So if you're thinking about it, I'd say even if it's just a conversation with a recruiter, that's where you're gonna get most of your answers tailored to you because everybody's different. And to as a to piggyback off of what Tech Sergeant Techbo said, Master Sergeant Coleman here, that's one of the, the beauties and the unique things about the guard and our actual four-step process that he just pretty much explained to you all is having that, that tailor-made approach and actually going through the process and getting to see an actual job and how it's done and meet potential core before you decide hey, this is what I want to do. So we have a ton of opportunities, but we take each person and we tailor-make our process to fit the needs of that individual. I describe it like this. Imagine going to a restaurant and you see a menu and you actually get to do a taste test of different items on the menu before you choose your main course. That's how it is with regards to the guard and the, the opportunities that we have. And so we, we, we take great pride in, in tailor making that approach because it's not so much uh, treating people like numbers here. We treat people like human beings and our more so the focus is not just getting someone in but finding the right fit for, for that individual because that's how they're going to flourish so that's what we do and lieutenant colonel peel here just to expand a little bit about what some of those opportunities are um obviously we fly airplanes here but there's a lot that goes on in the background so you have everything from personnel um which would be kind of hr related positions finance um, positions to our medical support team, so uh, you know, positions within the medical career field. They have vehicle maintenance, um, logistics, supply support. Um, then you get into kind of the, uh, we also have security forces that protect uh, our base and, and deploy to uh, protect uh, citizens here uh, domestically and uh, abroad. And then we have um, maintenance on the aircraft, which have several different kind of flavors of maintenance, working directly on the uh, aircraft itself, avionics, for careers, um, to back shops to where they fix 
some components of the aircraft fire department. Um, we have a lot of IT comms support, and we just have the uh, inclusion of what's happening this spring. Um, our 229th uh, Cyber Operations Squadron uh, is going to be falling underneath the wing here. Um, so we're going to have a lot of uh, cyber warriors uh, joining the fleet here. Um, and then, obviously, here in operations, um, we have a lot of support shops, intelligence, uh, air crew fly equipment that deals with a lot of the uh, flying gear that the pilots wear to include um, you know, helmets and G-suits. Uh, airfield management works closely with the uh, airport authority to uh, keep the airfield open um, and regular maintenance there. Um, to you know our pilot positions uh, as well, so we have a, a, a large opportunity of different career fields um, that should pique anybody's interest. Yeah, I think there's a lot more opportunities than than most um, people know about and and most students know about. So I appreciate you sort of outlining all of those. Um, if I'm a student or somebody who's interested, first step is to contact a recruiter, right? Should I uh, pick up the phone, shoot an email? What does that look like if I'm listening to this podcast and I want to learn more, I want to talk to somebody? The very first step is to contact Technical Sergeant Degbo. That is the first step. And then after that conversation initially takes place, there are steps like he outlined and highlighted before. But I'm going to pass it over to him to give out his contact information so that you can expedite that. That first conversation is just what it is, a conversation. Uh, very informal. We sit down, we talk over coffee. We, we try to get to know each other. It's just a conversation, and that will set the tone for how the process will go. Um, my phone number is 802-391-7000. That's 802-391-7000. Three nine one seven zero two one. My email is freeman.degbo at us.af.mil. Thank you. And I'll get the contact information in the show notes so that um, anybody who listens to this can go in and, and, um, and see that information as well um, as far as next steps reaching out um, and having that initial conversation, just getting to know each other. It's great. Something I wanted to highlight as well with, with the guard is that not everything that we do here is necessarily full time. We afford people the opportunity to be able to serve their country and do something on the civilian side simultaneously. One of the advantages is, though, is learning a free skill in the military and getting paid to learn that free skill. And a lot of times that skill is actually transferable to the outside in the civilian world. So I just wanted to highlight that as well. And gaining those transferable skills is so important uh, throughout the career development process. Uh, what educational benefits are available through the Vermont Air National Guard? Uh, there are a few things that, you know, you get qualified for. So anybody in the military qualifies for something called the GI Bill. And in the Guard, based on how much time you have on activity, the more you get when it comes to the GI Bill. But let's talk about the State Tuition Assistance Program. Any of our members that are currently in school and 
if they do not have a bachelor's degree yet, they qualify for up to $12,500 of state tuition money to go to any state, uh, any university or state colleges right here in Vermont. And they can only use it right here in Vermont. Um, so currently we have uh, one of your students uh, currently using it. And they also, I know they have that box on scholarship once they get into St. Michael's. Um, if you're in the unit, if you're from out of state, you are considered a Vermont resident. So you are able to use that state tuition assistance as well. As well. Right now, we also have the certain $4,500 from the federal side currently on hold because of the budget and all that, but that can also be added depending on what program you're working through. Another thing that most people do not realize is any job you choose right here in the Vermont Air National Guard that you go to training for, you get college credits for it. So in my case, I went to training as a crew chief, aircraft maintenance, came back with 27 college credits and I already had a bachelor's. Those credits are good for an associate's degree in tactical aircraft maintenance and technology. So stuff like that and also recruiting tool and college credits on top of that. Just finished an uncommissioned um, officer academy, that's six credits. So these are just college credits that you can So you're not fully behind the name yet ahead of your peers once you join and go training and come back. Lieutenant Colonel Field here, um, just for, you know, kind of like I, I mentioned in my background, um, this is exactly what I did. So, a California resident going to school in Arizona, as soon as I enlisted, uh, I went to in-state tuition um, there, and then, um, again, with the educational benefits, uh, was able to work um, to essentially, where I went to school, tuition-free, uh, for the rest of the time, and then got a little bit of a, a kicker uh, every month from the GI Bill. So, um, and again, part time, working one week in a month, two weeks out of the year um, to fulfill my guard requirements, uh, afforded me the opportunity to get paid to go to college. Um, and those are similar benefits that you can see uh, here by joining the uh, Vermont International Guard. And I assume if, if I reach out, I can have that conversation, learn a little bit more about that process by, by reaching out to uh, Tech Sergeant uh, Freeman Degbo. Again, I'll put his uh, contact information in the show notes. Um, anything else that I, as somebody who's interested in the Vermont Air National Guard, needs to know um, in terms of the process or any other information that you think would be helpful? Yeah, I think that's the bulk of this. Give us a call. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that's yeah. another conversation. Give them a call. Again, I'll get that information out. Sort of wrapping up here, obviously St. Michael's is in close proximity to the airport and students hear the F-35 quite often. Uh, What can you share that will help the St. Mike's community understand the F-35 and and what is happening during training sessions? Yeah, so, I mean, on a general basis from a pilot's perspective, we have uh, roughly 30 pilots here on base and we're going through various upgrades get all those pilots to a requisite uh, skill level uh, and competency level. Uh, but the main thing that we're, we're training to and, and trying to uh, become proficient at is our, our main mission with the F-35, and that is the suppression of enemy air defenses. So what does that mean is surface-to-air missile sites that are trying to shoot down um, other aircraft 
Um, our main role as uh, what we like to call our, our mission is, is the wild weasel mission. There's a, a great history uh, with the wild weasel mission that goes dates back to the Vietnam era. And uh, our, our job as uh, F-35 pilots is to lead packages into an area of responsibility or an AOR. And what we do is with our systems on board, we suppress the surface air missile sites. We take down any missile sites that come online um, and or threatening other aircraft. Um, and we litter that to protect the other uh, aircraft um, that are in that AOR. And then we escort them uh, out of that AOR um, back to um, safety and outside of those threat ranges. So that's our main mission. Um, and that's what we, we go up and train to do. Um, and a lot of times we see the cocktails that are um, basically projecting up in the sky up there, starting to marshal and, and work against some simulated threats that we have out on our range in western New York. So when we're over in here, you can see us uh, up in the sky that they're working, you know, to be uh, basically coordinated attacks against the threats that well, thanks for giving us a quick rundown. I know uh, from my office, I have front row seats, um, and it's pretty awesome. I, I love watching it. Um, just to wrap this up real quick, um, our seniors are coming into their uh, their second semester, graduating in the spring here. You know, I'd love to hear from each of you real quick. You know, if you were to look back, you know, and just think of one piece of advice to give somebody making that transition right now, what, what would that be? Master Sergeant Coleman here. Uh, I actually joined, you know, I recently turned 39 years old, and I joined when I was like 25, yep. 26. The best piece of advice I would be is to not put all your eggs in a basket. You know, that's what I did when I was coming out of school. I thought I had it lined up exactly what I wanted to do, and I didn't diversify uh, my options good enough. And I went through some some tough times because I had put all my eggs in one basket. See, I went through a process with two other federal agencies before joining the Air National Guard. So I had to I had to have some doors closed on me before I finally decided to to go through the Air Force one that was pretty much wrapped up the whole time. So don't put all of your eggs in one basket and be very very patient. Thanks, on Deckboy here. I guess my advice will be, you know. If there's a door open where you think you can benefit, run through it. Um, you know, being from Togo, I mean, I'm West African, never dreamed of being able to work on a $100 million aircraft. Um, you know, my experience is here. Because of my experience is here, I was able to promote really quickly on the civilian side. I mean, I'm, within, I don't know, six months, I went from being a supervisor to managing the biggest field station for Delta Airlines. And the recruiters pretty much told me that because of my experiences right here with the Vermont Air National Guard. And this is just work, working one week at a month and maybe 15 days in the summertime. Um, you, you get to network, you meet a lot of people who's like your brothers and sisters in arm, and they all have things that they do on the outside. Uh, and we have Colonel Field works for Delta Airlines, so he's going to be writing the recommendation here soon. Um, so if the door is open, run through it, even if it's not the military side. 
but they hit on uh, a lot of, of what I would say, and, and that just is a, the, the opportunities that exist here, you know, within the B-Tang um, to, you know, help further anybody's uh, career in, in whatever sector that is. The training that you can get on the military side of the house and then the exposure that you get to various um, opportunities um, it's just expensive. And, you know, on the civilian side of the house, I think that you can go to any company, company, and if you were to fire military, uh, it, it just speaks a lot to your character, um, you know, your um, personal responsibility, uh, and, and dedication, and it carries a lot of weight with it. So, um, don't pass it up. I mean, obviously, financially, um, there's some, some good opportunities. Um, but again, uh, you know, if, if your students are, are wondering what they're going to do uh, with their life and you know, what sector they want, this may be a good stepping stone in that in they're creating some opportunities as well. Great. Thank you. Such valuable advice. And I, I won't take up any more of your time. This has been such a valuable experience. I want to thank you all for your, your time um, and for your service, not only to the communities of Vermont, but to the nation as a whole. Um, and it, it's been an honor to have you on. I look forward to continuing this connection down the road uh, between our community here at St. Mike's and the community at the Vermont Air National Guard. And I look forward to setting something up in the spring and coming over for a visit. Thank you very much. It's been great. We appreciate it. Thank you. All right, guys. Thank you. Take care. All right. Thanks for listening to this episode. If you have any questions or any ideas for future podcasts, please shoot me an email at tbirmingham at smcvt.edu. That's T-B-I-R-M-I-N-G-H-A-M at smcvt.edu.